Welcome to Built Brave. Driven women sharing their stories to show others what is possible for them. Because we were all born brave. I'm your host, Lo Wentworth, and this is Built Brave. Are you ready? Hey guys, this is part two of Three Boudoir. So if you haven't heard part one, I'd pause this episode and go listen to part one before you go to part two to continue on with the conversation and just how much fun it is. And if you still are on the fence about getting your own boudoir shoe, I highly, highly recommend it. It has been one of the most empowering and transformational experiences I have had and the amazing gift to give myself because there are some pictures actually a lot of the pictures all of the pictures I purchased I'm like damn I look good oh my god I look so effing sexy I love it and guys I'm single I haven't been dating anyone for a while I do these pictures for myself for myself I want to fall in love with myself, feel sexy with myself, get turned on with myself so that way I can teach my partner to do the same and hopefully he'll learn the same for himself as well, wherever he is. But that's really what Three Boudoir is about. It's about empowering yourself, falling in love with yourself, doing things for you because you are smart, sexy, funny, and deserving of it all. So why not celebrate you at any stage of your life? Because it is so much fun. And these ladies create such an amazing environment that the hour goes like that. And you have, you're just blinking. You're like, wait, did that just happen? And you see all of these amazing photos of yourself because they really are amazing. Like that is a gift worth giving yourself 10 times over again. That is another level of self-care. We're moving to Zimbabwe. So we've got another country up next. So if anybody's looking to visit Africa, hit me up. Yeah, Amber has the best photos. Oh my gosh. We love living here. I mean, talk about, again, like doing something different, busting out of your box a little bit. It is so crazy different here. And like learning, I'm not, I've got to like get better on the pictures, but Instagram is in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Is that Instagram worthy? Like, <laughs> I just got to keep it real. I got to keep it real because <laughs> there's a lot of dust and dirt here. <laughs> so what have you learned about yourself, like transitioning into that in a different culture and then, you know, also preparing yourself to transition into another culture? Uh, it's funny that you ask that because before we moved and while we were going on this through this transition. It was a very rocky transition. And, you know, my husband took a pay cut. He was going into a different career path. So we were adjusting to that. We thought we were on one move timeline and it shifted. And at the same time, I was saying to my clients, like, don't worry, everything's right on time. Like if they were late for a call, if they were late for an appointment, like, nope, you're not late. Like, it's all good. I know there's something going on. You're right on time. And I realized as we were going through that journey that I wasn't gifting that mindset to myself. Mm -hmm. So the fall 
before we were supposed to move, I said, right on time, like Amber McHugh, you have to practice patience and surrender. And that was the biggest jinx I ever gave myself (laughs) because we were supposed to move the following March. It didn't happen. Actually, our stuff was all moved. And as the van was leaving Annapolis, my husband called and said, oh, we're not moving. And I said, oh yeah, we did. We already moved. The van is gone. We are down to eight suitcases and a very empty temporary apartment that we had given up the lease on because we were only supposed to be there for a short period of time. And that was the beginning of continued lessons and patience and surrender and me living this right on time lifestyle. Every moment, everything after that. I mean, we get to the airport. So we were supposed to move to the Congo. It changed in the eight months and eight suitcases. And we ended up moving to here to Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. And the porter at the airport in Dulles, Virginia said, Oh, don't try and control anything while you're there. He was from Ethiopia. He's like, I live there. I've been there. I grew up there. Don't try and control anything. You'll drive yourself crazy. And again, part of this patience and surrender, and it has just continued the entire time we've been here. No electricity, no water, you know, foods out, everything, anything you can dream up. It has probably happened. <laughs> Anything, any convenience that you have, it is gone. <laughs> so I'm going to add to that because Amber has been back to the States a few times. We have gotten together for like retreats or mm-hmm. meetings or whatever. And if you go to Starbucks with Amber and she can get a pumpkin spice latte, it is, oh my it gosh, is no. Sweet Jesus, raining a gift out, Amber. Like those, those little things are even like a trip to Target, you know, like those big things. Target is overwhelming now. We have Mm. so many choices. Like I walked down that face mask aisle. I'm like, Mm. I couldn't even count. There are no face masks here. Mm. (laughs) There is no store to buy a face mask. Mix some honey and some yogurt if you can find it. Good to know. I think you found that interesting that you say like patience and surrender. So I'm very big on starting like each year, like with a word and, you know, clearly 2020 is meant to be a big year for me because I started this way back in September, (laughs) what my word is and what my like planning it is. And I have like two competing intentions, but they're working together because I also turned 30 this year. So I'm like chasing 30. That means my year of guess and doing the things. So then, but then I'm like, what balances that out and what needs to come? And so surrendered, it came up and I'm like, no, 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 no. I, okay. I can have surrendered and all in, but eventually it's like, no, my intuition's like, it's surrendered. Like you, yeah. you get to do that. And I'm just like, okay. And it right is now, so powerful. And that's a gift I have in Joanna too, because she like embraces this mindset as well. So from a business perspective, that makes us even stronger and our team even stronger. And it's a powerful thing and it is difficult. And that's like, okay, anything that happens, my family and I now right on time, right? Right. <laughs> it's right on time. <laughs> I could really use a shower right now. Um, <laughs> but I've got a book recommendation. Have you read The Surrender Experiment yet? No, I haven't heard of it. Oh, yeah. It's Michael Singer. Okay. Yes. Experiment. Yeah. The Surrender it's Experiment. So good. That would be a good one. 
Yeah, he also wrote The Untethered Soul, but okay. in their complimentary books. But I liked The Surrender Experiment because it was his story, and mm. Untethered Soul is a little bit of a how-to. So highly recommend either one. That's good to know. Yeah, just, I think you recommended that to me also. I, I don't know if you recommended it to me. I read it, and I think it was after your suggestion. It's, it's great. It was good. They're good. Good. Jumping into Surrender, because I was at a um, all-women's workshop this past Saturday and they had a fake tree with words written on it. And it was about like, you take the leaf and that's at the end, it's like what you're going to release and let go of. But I walk in and I'm like, well, that's cool. There's a tree and there's this one leaf. It's kind of like shining to me, like diamond eyes and all of that. And I'm like, whatever. And they told me what it was. So I picked it and it wasn't surrender. It was control. So it's like me releasing oh. control. And then I had a mini tarot card reading. And at the end, it was just like, well, you know, you're doing too much. So surrender and like get support and like all of this. And I'm like, Geez, okay, fine. All right. But I don't understand like, what's this too much? I'm releasing control. Okay. I need to release control I again. Surrendered. Okay. Yeah. And since you've pulled that, have you found that you have been, there have been more and more opportunities to practice that? Is that something you're seeing? Speaking to like Amber being told she was going to move at one time and then eight months later, she finally actually moves. And for eight months, she and her daughters are living out of suitcases with no car, no, you know, she had to really in that time period surrender so much. So it's almost like, so I'm wondering if you pulled that and now you're, you're like more aware or more in tune to it or how you're seeing that show up. I'm seeing like me like show up more of like stuff I'm wanting to control like the outcome so it's just very much like the how is never up to me um, but the why and the goal is so it's always staying attached to that and being able to like pivot and shift so it's seeing where I'm trying to control things and I can feel like the anxiety come up but ever since I chose the word last year surrendered there has been plenty of opportunities for me to surrender and you know it's just like little mini building blocks and sometimes it's a massive building block and then I remind myself I'm like okay so this is to prepare me for something that's going to come up this year so it makes me stronger but yeah it's always and it's always looking back being like oh yeah that's what I needed to do. Cause last year my word was ownership and it was just interesting how that manifested in different ways. Cause it also didn't manifest in the way I thought it was going to manifest. It was very much me taking ownership of who I am, like creating boundary lines, like what I am and am not available for, like who do I want to surround myself with and that. And there was a lot of clearing going on in 2019 that I'm like, all right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Okay. It's just interesting how that happens. So yep. Yep. Yeah. how do you guys navigating managing your team with one in the States and one not in the States? Like, what does that look like? I actually think it hasn't, there hasn't been any real shift or change at all for two reasons. I really like working late at night when other people aren't like up and working. So for me, I will get a lot done sort of in the evening time. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of works out with Amber and our time change. Like, let me even, there was two 30 this morning when I pinged Amber and I was like, Oh, Hey, we have the podcast in the morning. And I knew like her time, she was wide awake. So sometimes those weird things sort of work out. Plus Amber's really made her, I think most of her clients are, I know you have some that are in Australia and other places but amber has made herself available for eastern time we've just sort of like 
managed it. I mean, I know after a certain time, it's too late in Ethiopia. So we just table something and come back to it the next day or whenever we can. There's not, Mm -hmm. there's nothing that's ever happening. That's like, okay, this is an immediate emergency. Someone fly, go knock on Amber's door in Ethiopia, wake her up. We have to solve this right now. It's we've built a really great, supportive, wonderful team. And I don't, I don't know, just, I don't, feel any differently with her in Ethiopia. It doesn't feel like there's a struggle at all. Now, for yeah. her, it's probably completely different. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I echo that really. And I actually love when I wake up in the morning, everybody's still sleeping so I can ease into my day a little bit. I can work out or not work out or go see a friend, go to coffee. Like my, my pace of my lifestyle is really right on time and there's a lot of flow to it and it's beautiful. It does sometimes in the evenings, like when we're getting into something and we're going deep, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should really sleep right now. And sometimes I have to say, okay, I'm going to get a migraine. And like I'm crossing the line and I can feel my body, but it's been incredible. And I think as well, we worked pretty virtually because we don't have dedicated studios. We're shooting at different places all the time. We're creating new experiences for our clients. So we were pretty virtual before this also. So we eased right into it. And I literally landed, slept, and picked right back up working again. And I think, you know, from a an expat perspective or for other, you know, uh, they call us trailing spouses. So we're not the primary one working in the country, but we're the secondary. Having something to step right back into made it much more seamless transition. It's been incredible. And I'm grateful to Joanna and team for letting me be here. Yeah. You're welcome, Amber. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can take that. Take it on like, yes, I've provided the space. You are very welcome. But so Amber's true. the same. I think that that's one of our core sort of principles. Yeah. Um, we don't, it, it's very like, hey, life comes up and things happen and it's okay. Like we're, you know, there's not like, no, you need to be on it this time. You know, if you can't make a meeting or you, you know, these, these things happen, it's life and you have to make space for all of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also we work with all women. We work with moms. We work with, you know, there's a lot of just life stuff that comes up. So yeah, making space for all of it and, and knowing that it'll all be okay. That's the one, that's a, like a life motto for me. I think it's like, it's all, not like it's, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Maybe right now in this moment, I feel anxiety or anxious or uh, this need to like fix it and solve it. But also I can sit with that feeling for a little bit and know that like, okay, this feeling's going to pass and I'm going to be even better equipped to like tackle this and handle this when I'm not in this energy space, when I'm able to move through this a little bit more. So let me just sit with this for a little bit nothing, no one is going to be hurt. You know, I, a big model of mine is I am safe. I am okay. You are safe. You are okay. We are all okay. So it's, it's okay to just let things hang out for a little bit until you can come to them with the right energy or Amber and I can tackle something together, you know, when, when we're both in the same mindset or ready to, to do it. So yeah, it, being in Ethiopia, I just think the, t- the distance between us is not, not a thing. So what do you think supported you in coming to that like mindset as being like right on time, um, you know, everything's okay, like safety, like what looking back built up to you being aware and taking ownership of those two intentions and lifestyles? I have a very specific example. Joanna's going to say something um, 
wise, I go back to, (laughs) (laughs) I would sit in corporate and I went from one job to the other, as Mm -hmm. we have shared. And at the second job, um, I, I was always early. I was always prepared. I was always early to these meetings. And this company had a culture to be 10 to 20 minutes late for everything. I'm like, uh, like what's going on here? And, but the, and I was kind of, I would get disgruntled about that over time. But then I realized, like, this is just the way that they are. This isn't good. This isn't bad. So releasing that judgment that I was placing on this situation, you know, in part, I was the odd person out. And there were some people who like to be early or on time for meetings, but mostly not. And I would just take those opportunities. And it was interesting because again, as I started working with my clients, they would say the same thing. I'm late. I'm early. So I could see myself in them and started to approach all of it differently. But it took me years to really gift that to myself. And it's funny when I started to do that, meetings would be rescheduled if I was double booked or things would just sort of fall into place. Just like you saw the surrender, the signs, everything just sort of, when you set an intention and you ask, we shall receive some way, sometime it all comes together. Um, Joanna. Uh, mine is also very specific, and I, I have shared this with you before, Amber. Um, when I was going through my divorce, it was like, you know, we had been together for 10 years. Like, it was a big chunk of my life with this person. And although the divorce was, we both wanted it, it was still a huge transition and very, like, tough. And in that time, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about this, but, you know, I, I was the whole time I was sort of like, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing? But then as soon as, um, as soon as we made the decision to divorce, things started like very easily falling into place. Like we listed the house and within seven days we had a full price cash offer. Like the universe just sort of opening things up to show me like, okay, this is, I'm going through this with a lot of ease. This is just, things are just sort of happening. I'm not having to work too hard. Um, So that was a thing for me, but part of that was my household and I had nowhere to go. So Amber was like, hey, come live with me for a little bit while you figure things out, which we really didn't know each other that well. We had only been sort of working together in this company for a little bit of time. And I thought, what a beautiful, amazing gift and how, what a grace and like how amazing. Then very specific event, I was crying one night in bed about the divorce and saying, to Amber, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to live without this person? Like I, my life is upside down. I've been with him for so long. My life, I don't know how, how am I going to do this? And Amber very, very simply said, you're doing it. Like you're here right now. You're in this moment right now, you were doing it. And for me, that was such a huge, like transformational moment for me of like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm like living in this space of, of, how am I going to do this? And what am I going to do? And what's my next step? Instead of just like releasing it and saying, Oh, in this moment right now, I am doing it and I'm okay. And like, wow. So Amber really gave me a huge gift when she said that to me. And it also was one of those moments that I will, I felt a shift where it was like, Oh, this is about choice and what, what I, what I can do and getting into the present moment. So yeah. Everybody needs a friend like Joanna who reminds them. <laughs> they also say wise things from time to time. I told, I'm sure Joanna's told me that story before. I did not remember it. I'm like, oh, that was, that was good. Yeah. That was all good. Yeah. 
You know, you have those moments that sort of show you like, oh, right, I am doing this. Okay, I am going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And we all have that. Like things can be big and they can be overwhelming. But if you look at the accomplishments and the achievements that you've already built up, like, oh, you're doing it. You're on the right track. Just those those little steps add up. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And I think you said something that's really important of having like a friend that's able to reframe for you. Yeah. Like you probably had this idea uh, Joanna of what it looked like to be doing it and it wasn't what presently was happening and then Amber comes in well like you you are it's just a right. different version yeah of what it is exactly yes exactly yeah yeah it's just so nice to have someone who like cares about you but also it's just has a completely different perspective from it they're not sitting in that space of <sighs> everything is different and it's so hard and that's true it's a huge transition but having someone be like okay yeah you know you're doing it it's like oh I actually I am doing it I'm doing it I might not be like thriving but I'm surviving <laughs> so mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. that's all you need yeah. <laughs> there are some days where I'm like oh yes I did put on real pants today that is awesome <laughs> not yoga pants real <laughs> pants okay that's 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 the win for today. And then other days I'm like, I have full makeup on, hair done. I'm like, just feeling like crushing it and like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's fine. It's also yeah. just honoring like where you're at at any given moment mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. That's Big been one time. of my tough, tough lessons to learn is just like being present to where I'm at, even though maybe my life doesn't look like what I wanted to right now or thought it would yeah. right now right. and then just being grateful for where I am in the moment so shifting yeah. that reframe and and also thinking I'm always I'm never not going to my destiny I'm always I'm always going there the path might not look like what I thought it would look like but trust me I never in a million years when I was getting my degrees in biology and chemistry thought that my playboy background was going to play into me being a business owner and not only that having a really great friend as a business partner and a whole team of amazing women like none of this is what I thought was going to happen you know I thought I was going to be like a research chemist for the rest of my life and you know but it's it's all exactly how it's supposed to supposed to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's meant for you won't pass you that's right and it's just interesting how that manifests because um, I did go to law school and it was just my winter break of my senior year. So my there's three years, so 3L year, they call it. I realized I'm like, oh, being an attorney isn't exactly what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. It's not something that excites me or what I thought it was going to be. And so then it's just like, well, now what? What does it look like? And so like coaching and speaking and then eventually doing the podcast um, came to my mind, but it was also going back to everything's happening right on time. Like I've been manifesting this podcast for probably almost two years now. Like I've had my mic for that long, but it wasn't until some events happened in 2019 where it kind of cleared that energy. And I'm like, okay, it's time now. Like I have a focus. I have an idea of what I'm wanting to do. I'm not going to just throw spaghetti at the wall. It's it's not going to shift and change because, you know, my why is stronger now than it was before. Also, what a a gift to be in law school and have that um, feeling and and to trust it and to move with it. You know what I mean? Really, that's such a, because at that age, especially you don't have all of the life experience. You just know something doesn't feel right or doesn't 
it's not the best fit, which is one thing, but then actually acting on it and making moves and deciding you want to do something different. That is takes big bravery muscles. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going back to the time. I'm like really grateful for it. Like just, you know, stuff with, you know, building my own business and podcast. I'm like, Oh, back to setting intentions. I'm like, Oh, this is why it's starting now because I, you know, her people who I listened to are mentored and their stories were all the same. Like I'm going to prove these people wrong. And then I did it. And now I'm like, I don't know what the hell I want to do. And I'm like, universe, I don't want that. I don't want that story. So that's where it's just like, Oh, I had to do all of the clearing and all of that before I was ready to have that not be my story the same as everyone else, like proving my worth to people. I'm like, no, I want to do this because it's fun and clear out that energy. Yep. 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 Boy, I wish I had that insight. (laughs) (laughs) I was in college and I was doing all this stuff and I went to shoot a calendar in Jamaica, my it was my sophomore year of, of college and I went to Jamaica and I came home. It was spring break that I left to shoot. I came back and I dropped all of my classes and I went back to Jamaica for a big chunk of time and basically lived there and still came back and finished my degrees in science and all of this stuff when I had a big sign right then and there, like with the modeling and the traveling that it was allowing me to do and all of the things that I really loved that I was passionate about that really felt great to me, but I still left it and came back and finished my undergraduate degree and then went on to, you know, start another degree program. You know, if I had maybe trusted, I mean, it all happens how it's supposed to. I am where I am now. Maybe it would have happened sooner or in a different way, but I didn't have that same intuition or same instinct to sort of trust like, oh, this is where I should be moving and what I should be doing. I still jumped and came back to the States and finished everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Listening to that intuition, it's has been it's like a muscle that you build consistently. It's stuff that I've learned and then trusting in that. And a lot of times, like even though I said, you know, being an attorney isn't what I want to be for the rest of my life, and people would be like, Did you regret going? I'm like, No, I don't regret anything in my life. But I can tell you for damn sure, if I didn't go when I did, I'd be going like now. This is my late twenties. So I'm like, it's all a part of my path. Right. I have an idea. I'm like, okay, so I'm very big on like words and language. So I'm like, oh, this is so I can understand their mindset and somehow bridge these two worlds that I'm in and like the personal development, but yet being able to connect to these people and these professions and high power to be like, yeah, I know what the hell I'm talking about because I've experienced it just like you. So that's where I'm like, I'm not upset with it because it was just like, it's always a part of my path. Like, it's going to happen. It was going to happen. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I want to go back to your first photo shoots. What was your big aha with each other? Cause I know Amber, you were doing it and sending your pictures to your husband overseas and then Joanna going through the divorce, like two completely different worlds. Yes. So I'm interested to see what you learned about yourselves that, you know, built three boudoir today. Um, Amber, you want to go first? I got to think. Totally dive in. You know, I think what I learned, um, gosh, is really as women, how incredible we are. That's probably one of the big things. And that includes myself, right? So I would judge 
And, and we're the hardest on ourselves so many times. Um, I call the voice hustle hard Harriet, the one that pushes us to go work harder, be more, do more, mm-hmm. like make that decision, go down that path, prove everybody wrong. And I um, have learned to quiet her on that path because we have seen over 10,000 women do these photo shoots and not just the photo shoot, not just the the photo at the end of it all, but we've learned about these women, we've learned their stories. And that is probably the most incredible thing for me. And it's a part of my story. Like let go of that judgment because she's incredible and she's incredible. And oh, all these women are incredible. And so are all of us, right? You who are listening, us who are on the line. Um, So really embracing that and releasing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably very similar for me. It was, similar in the way of like, it's such an empowering thing to do and to see yourself in that way. And not only that, to have a friend see you in that space also, and uh, can like reaffirm it. And like, you know, it's, it's such a powerful moment. Also for me, it was about embracing this whole part of my past that I never had shared with anyone. It was like, hey, look at all this stuff that I learned that is just like sitting in my brain that is just filed away as nothing I'm ever going to need. But wow, this is actually useful stuff to like do this, stand this way, arch this, you know, how to make people laugh a genuine laugh on camera and, and these sort of things that I had. So it was about embracing that. Um, but also speaking even more to what Amber was saying about like every woman is incredible. We have had in the last year or so, maybe even a little bit longer, we've been working with a lot of women who are um, survivors of sexual assault or, um, you know, something sort of traumatic has happened where they, the shoot is about reclaiming their sexual agency, reclaiming their body. It's not even about like, I'm a, I'm a sexy, human, amazing woman that it's about just being comfortable with their body again or being seen by someone else in your in your skivvies you know in your underwear being in that space and being safe and supported and um so I think we experienced some of that in our own photo shoot with each other where it was like I'm in a safe space I'm with a good friend who really believes these things about me look how supportive she's being with this and then being able to share that with other women and then seeing it grow and touch all different types of women with all different backgrounds yeah, that's really amazing. And you, this, again, this past weekend, one of the breakout sessions was about body image and we were supposed to do like an art therapy project. And we didn't do that because we were just having conversations and that was brought up by one of the women. She's just like, I look at all of you and I see beautiful women here and you guys like sharing your own stories with your own body image is kind of just heartbreaking. Cause I like, no, I'm going through it, but I look at you and it's just like, whatever. And she listed off the qualities of all the women in the room. I'm like, yeah, it's really interesting. Cause we're our hardest critic in all of that on ourselves but when like looking at you guys I'm like these are great beautiful women that have very diverse backgrounds like why are they feeling this way and I'm like oh right everyone is human like yeah and what an uh what a gift to be able to share with other women like to be able to have a woman in our studio and be able to say to her like you are amazing like oh my because we oftentimes don't 
do that with each other, maybe with your closest friends or, you know, you'll say, wow, that looks great on you or wow, you, you know, I can tell you're really working hard and that like to be able to, to do that with other women and, sh and reflect that back to them. Like, I'm just giving you what you're giving me. And if you are liking what I'm given, it's because it's from you. We're just reciprocating this. Like, this is who you are. I'm mirroring you right now. So it, it's like, I think about a, the woman you're saying, you know, sharing at the table, like, oh, I look at you and I see all of this. And I look at you and I see all of this. If everyone at the table had turned to her and said, I look at you and I see all of this, what a moment that would have been, you know, like it's such a gift to be able to share that with other women. Yeah, no, we, we did, but it was just yeah. interesting how like, we're just reflecting and sitting back there like, oh, yeah, and it's creating more of a, a, you know, compliment culture versus a criticism culture, especially yeah. with women and all of that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. So what, each of you, what is requiring you right now to be brave? Oof. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, I am working on, I've got a couple of books in the works mm -hmm. and one is very tactical, very practical. It's called how to clone yourself. And it's for business owners who want to multiply their efforts. Right. And Joanna and I've done some of this work. I did some of this work in corporate, like, and we've applied this, I've lived it, I've breathed it everywhere. And it's fairly easy to write. I mean, if writing a book is ever easy, I'm at a stuck <laughs> point, but you know, all in all, it's not very emotional. Um, but what is emotional is the other book that I will be working on. And I've already got 15,000 words into it because I've been writing a lot. Um, and just processing is the right on time book. And there are some stories that are inspiring and empowering like that one that Joanna just told, like you're already doing it. I'm like, I said that like, <laughs> and then there are some that are really hard. Like I didn't like the person that I was when I was going through that experience. So I set an intention to change or I didn't want to be that person. So I set an intention to change. And someone said to me when they were hearing this right on time story, like, you're ready, you're ready now to write the book. And I'm like, oh no, but I'm not. And it will come right on time. But I think that what's part of what's requiring me to be brave is that trust in like, it's trust in right on time, trust in what I'm doing, trust in my voice and my path and the connections and the incredible relationships that I have and continually practicing that trust. Um, because culture and society would say like, do it, do it, do it right now. Like you have to go, go, go. Like this person was so kindly saying to me, but in my heart, in my soul, my intuition, everything, like, no, it's not the time. Like, this is something that needs to be cultivated. And so trusting and, and taking that time to cultivate is definitely an act of bravery for me because I'm a get it out there kind of girl usually. <laughs> like, let's do it. Let's go. And Joanna has been a big part of that story and, and letting me slow down a little bit because we have that relationship. We have that banter. And she gifts those things back to me also. So that is uh, something I'm grateful for. Oh, thanks, Amber McHugh. <laughs> <laughs> warm fuzzies. Yeah, warm and fuzzies. Um, for me, this is this actually took me a little bit to think about, but as soon as I like quieted for a second, it came like like a 
train to the front of my brain. Um, I am being very brave right now in setting boundaries with relationships and friendships. Um, it has been the it has been such an eye opening thing for me in the last few months. Um, my fiance and I have sort of moved into a space where we are we are really connected and really um, like jiving and supporting each other. And I'm realizing what an amazing partner I have. And I'm like leaning on him in a way that it's allowed me space to see how many people in my life just sort of pull from me all the time. And I've allowed it and been very comfortable with it because I don't mind being that a voice when someone's in need or being able to say like, hey, you know, it's okay. It's okay to feel bad. Just sit with it. You know, I like to be that for my friends. Um, but it has also gotten to a, a point where it just feels like, oof, this is really, really taking a lot from me right now. And um, I need to really set some boundaries and I need to not always be in, immediately available. And I need to tell people like, hey, I'm so sorry that this is what you're experiencing right now, but I, I am not able to, I don't have space for this right now. So I've been working so hard. It's not comfortable for me at all, but it's something I've been working really, really hard to do. And it comes off the heels of my fiance's mother passed recently. So there's been a lot of support and energy from me in that direction as well towards him. So it doesn't leave me a ton for other people. And I'm also the same with mourning and grief, you know, she was a part of our lives. So like, you know, my, my life as well. So it's like, okay, I just have to give myself this space and not be available for other people right now. And if that means I have to sort of end some friendships or really set some hard lines around friendships, then that's just what it means right now. And it is the, probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Probably. I mean, I would go right now and take pictures again for Playboy. Before, before, before I like said, I'm sweating talking about it. That's how like real it is for me. So yeah. No, boundaries are so important. And I've gotten a lot of, had a lot of conversation with women around that as well, since creating my own boundaries and what I am and not available for. And it's not, it's not easy switching the habit that you've so ingrainedly, especially as women, you're like, I want to you know, do, save, protect, make, feel better, support, but yeah. then it's also like depleting of you. So that's where I was talking about earlier, like sleep and all that. I'm like, no, I want to be a better human. Right. So I've like noticed, and this might support you sometimes if like friends are coming up to you about this and being like, I don't like how I am getting to a certain point and I want to show up the best version for you. So that's why I need to scale back. Just yeah. like when shifting and saying that I don't want to be an attorney for the rest of my life. Like I'm not happy. And I noticed when I said it doesn't make me happy, everyone's energy shifted because they can't argue with that. Yeah. That's very good advice. That is super, super duper advice. I love it. So yeah, if you have any questions about like boundaries or you're just like, fuck, I don't know. Like you're wanting to like hit me up. Like I'll support you on that. Like <laughs> totally. Cause I'm very much in, you know, the space of empowering women to like, be themselves and take ownership of themselves and that also means you have to create boundary lines and say you have a friend that you've been with for 20 years and then it's just not working anymore well you have a mourning period for that but understanding that you need to slowly like take yourself away if you've had conversations with this person and they're just not willing to shift with you yeah 
Yeah, I'm very fortunate, and I think most of my friends and people around me are understanding and receptive of it. So it's about being able to, exactly like you just said, share with them. That's a, I love how you framed that up, being able to share that with them. But also, it's also a little bit of retraining on their part to not immediately come to me when they're in the midst of like craziness. Like all I can do is control how I respond and react to that. But also, hey, you could be aware that this is something I'm trying to work on. So don't text me right now. <laughs> Communication is so big. Like I'm also a big proponent, even though I have my challenges with it on some people, I'm like, say it, like give them the opportunity to like say no or show themselves. Don't just automatically assume. Exactly. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's All right. That was a tough one. It was tough for a second. And then the answer came like that though. So mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, moving into the final questions, because that was just a question that was new and popped up, and I love it. Um, where can everyone find you? Like social media, website, all of that. You can find both of us at 3boudoir.com. Three is spelled out. And then more 3boudoir on Facebook, 3boudoir on Instagram. And I'm also on Instagram at Amber McHugh and Joanna. Yep. Uh, so three boudoir. I have a website, joannatiger.com. I have not been updating it though. I'll just keep it very, very real. Although I will say I have started writing again more and have things in the work to be more active on there. That's been one of my goals um, into 2020 is to be writing more and illustrating more. I'm a terrible illustrator. I call myself an illustrator because I am drawing, but it's real bad. And those are all on joannatiger.com and uh, <laughs> same on Instagram. It's joetiger01 and Facebook is Joanna Tiger. Your drawings are pretty hilarious. They're pretty bad, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they're funny, I guess, but they're bad. Yeah. Well, you're just starting. Brave enough to start something new. Yeah. Um, what's a book resource podcast you would suggest to the audience that has been super helpful for you, life-changing, whatever? <clears throat> uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. That book was transformative. Also, Choose Wonder Over Worry by Amber Ray. That's another one. Um, gosh, I read so freaking much. The Untethered Soul by Michael <laughs> Um Yeah. Th those would be like my top ones. Those yeah, books. I'm going to echo ditto what Joanna just said. And I just actually, I can't believe I just read Big Magic like three months ago. So good. Everybody kept saying it. I love Liz. Liz, you know, like we're BFFs. And <laughs> I'm going to add to the list The Surrender Experiment, which we already mentioned. And a new book um, that my mom gifted me for Christmas called Stillness is Key by Ryan Holiday. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a fun read and pulled in a lot of um, story. So that was a good one. Yeah. It's really interesting you're saying Big Magic because you guys are the second guest to say that. No. And I read Big Magic a long time ago and I, like what stuck with me was the shit sandwich story. And I'm like, huh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm like, Big Ma yes, go read Big Magic. <laughs> you also have a podcast around Big Magic. When Big Magic came out, she did like a six or eight series podcast that is so good to, to accompany the book. Yeah. Right. I did not know that. I'll have to add that to the list to listen to. Okay. So we talked about what your current bravest moment is. Now, what do you believe has been your bravest moment of up until this point? 
I got mine. It was absolutely taking Lily back to school with me and completing university in four years as a single mom, not at home, far away. It was three and a half, four hours from home. Um, the best decision of my life and also the scariest decision of my life. <laughs> Boy. Hmm. Yes, Amber, that definitely big bravery muscles there. Um, gosh, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I've had so many little things that I think of as like little things like that. But when I share with other people, the reaction is like, what? So maybe, um, you know, quitting school and moving to Jamaica was one for a little bit. Um, deciding to leave the DC area where all of my friends and family, where I was raised to come to New York four or five years ago now, that was pretty big. I don't, I had no friends up here, no network, no nothing, but I knew comedy was here and to really grow and learn more and be challenged. I needed to be in New York. So those were, those were big, grave things, I think. And also <clears throat> happened so effortlessly and easily that I knew, I knew it was right. New York, when I decided to come to New York, I had been seeing my fiance. He was my boyfriend then. I'd been seeing him for like a year. And I said, this is going really swell, you know, like, this is going great, but I want to live in New York. And it was a conversation I was a little nervous to have, like, this is, and immediately he was like, let's do it. And so that was the first thing I was like, oh, I don't have to decide between New York and this great guy, one. And then it was so, because of three boudoir and it being so sort of flexible, it was like, oh, I can very easily be in New York and do my work. And he very easily transitioned to another, within his company, to another role up here. I mean, we decided to move to New York and we were in New York within two weeks. It just happened so easily. So yeah, it took a lot of bravery, but it, it was the right thing to do. Everything lined right up. So it's amazing. Well, how this whole podcast got started, like people were calling me brave because I moved halfway across the country and they're like, that's so brave. And I'm like, I don't know what you're seeing. I just, yeah. one, I was like, I just did things like right. I followed things. my intuition, but also at the time I was also going through stuff. I'm like, I don't feel brave right now, but thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Universe yeah. is trying to show me something here. Yes. This is exactly what I said. Like it doesn't feel so brave to me because you just put one foot in front of the other and do the next thing. Like Lennon Doyle says, you do the next best thing. You just make the next decision. And I ended up in New York and it just happened. But I get that that, did take bravery. I left everything I know and all my friends and my support network and all my comedian friends that I performed with and everybody. So, yeah. so the final question, what is your definition of brave? Being scared and doing it anyway, being nervous and doing it anyway, being, having that feeling that's like, oh my, in the, in the pit of your stomach, that's like, what am I doing? I can't believe I'm about to do this. I'm not good enough for this. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not the right, this isn't for me, da, 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 but still showing up. Something gets you there. It's, it's something gets you there. And that's, I think that's brave. Yeah. And I'm going to build upon that. So if that's like number one in the dictionary, I'll add number two or probably a bazillion as you collect definitions, but it's listening to that calling because it's so easy to suppress it. You feel a nudge, you hear a voice and just listening is part of the first step in, in that journey um, sometimes. So just listening is brave. Oh, those two are amazing definitions. I love them. So 
Thank you so much for coming on today. I had so much fun. Like I loved talking about you guys. Like it was an immediate thing. Like after my shoot, I talked to the girls. I'm like, what would it look like if I had them on my podcast? Like, yeah. And this was when it was just a baby and I was starting to record. I'm like, what would it well, like? Well, here, here's the information and talking about seamlessly getting you guys on. So glad you did. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. I, I love hearing from you after your shoot with us. It's, it means so much, you know, like to meet somebody recently who's shot with us and hear about their experience and get to share back and forth. What a, what a lovely, lovely thing. So thank you. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Built Brave. If you love this episode, heck, if you like this episode, please head on over, give it a rate, review, subscribe, like, shout it out on your social media with your major takeaways and what you loved about the episode. And as always, tag me in that at Low Wentworth because I love hearing what you guys got out of the episodes. And until next time, remember... You've always been brave.